think, you know, the, the more that you can figure out how do you work around those roadblocks and then how do you get those answers for yourself? Because every time you get that answer for yourself, you're getting smarter. And every time you're getting smarter, you're getting better. Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. Last week, we chatted a little bit about some of the things that make startups successful. And the thing we chatted about last week was passion and how passion keeps it fun and exciting and sexy, of course. But this week, we're going to talk about maybe the the less sexy of the things that helps keep startups uh, grinding forward and moving forward. And that, my friends, is grit. Now, grit, let it not be confused with resiliency. Resiliency, which we've chatted about ad nauseum, (laughs) is, you know, getting up when you've been knocked down, even when you don't want to. It's putting, you know, the gun down, the bottle down, and choosing to fight one more day, which sounds dramatic, but sometimes it's the one small choice that keeps us moving forward. Now, that's different from grit. Grit is the will to just get shit done. Grit is finding the way to get something done no matter how many times a roadblock is constructed or thrown in your way and figuring out how to reroute and work your way around that roadblock to get to your end goal. It's just the ability to really problem solve, to get things done when you only have maybe pieces of information or parts of the story. It's not nagging people (laughs) for the answer. It is getting the answer for yourself and being really proud of that. So uh, this week, I'm joined by a special guest, and we're going to talk about the grittiness of entrepreneurs, who's got it, who doesn't, and why grittiness is a key to startup success. So let's get after it. So this week, I'm so excited because I'm joined by a a very special guest who you might see me tag, at least I try to, in every single episode, my executive producer extraordinaire, my chief of staff, and probably one of the naturally most gritty people that I know, Miss Danielle Blount. Wow, Lindsay, thank you. I think those words were a little too kind here. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't say them if they weren't true. We all know that I'm a very direct communicator. (laughs) This is true. This is true. (laughs) So, I mean, we've been working together for a long time, and I think we've seen a lot of really great entrepreneurs and a lot of not so great entrepreneurs. But I think, you know, we've also had the opportunity to work together and kind of figure out like why you know why do we work together and I think one of the reasons we work together so well is because we're both sort of these you know prey drive sort of driven people to just get shit done so I'm kind of just curious when you're thinking about grit what does that you know mean to you and you know how do you distinguish that from maybe resiliency and let's talk a little bit about that sure so I think you know Grit is all about the process of the work and the, you know, as you sort of did in your intro, the hard parts of it Mm -hmm. and resiliency is sort of that fighting another day. I think, you know, not everyone faces both or has to have both because, you know, you and I always sort of chat, I think, you know. Yours, you have you have both. Um, I think I put myself in the category of being sort of more gritty. I think, 
you and I probably have gotten along and of working this far because I, I never had to let I never nagged you for a lot of answers. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I nag you for answers because I that's the time I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> That's great. That's why that's what you pay me for. That's true. So I think it's just it's the process of the the hard work and enjoying that work and wanting to find the answer for yourself and and enjoying that part of it. Yeah, and so I think you've always been really phenomenal at just doing that and and it's sort of one of those things that I think we talk about it sometimes too. It's like how do we find that in someone? And so, you know, I I guess when we're thinking about that, what do you, if you're trying to figure out like, hey, this person is gritty or they are not gritty, like how do you distinguish that for people? Yeah, I think, you know, giving people, you know, a little bit of trial and error. Will they, will they go do it themselves if you sort of give them a task Mm -hmm. and run with it? Do they want to go do it? You know, why are they doing this? Why are they an entrepreneur? Do they just want the success at the end of the day? I think, you know, I heard a couple of months ago, you know, someone say, the lights at the end of the Disney movie fade to black pretty quickly. What are we working for the success if it just sort of ends really fast, if we're not enjoying it along the way, that hard work it just sort of doesn't pay off. And if someone doesn't go and do it, you know, why are we doing it? And if they want it just answered and handed to them and they just want to be at the top of the mountain, that's great. I don't want to really work with them. Um, I don't want to just give people answers. We worked really hard to get where we're at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you can usually, for me, at least I distinguish that. I don't want to give people answers that they can certainly um, just Google themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? So, I mean, I think, you know, millennials a lot of times get a bad rap for maybe not, you know. I'm the first to say it. Being re- I mean, that's fair. And you're, I am you're, a millennial. You are a millennial. I am a cusp baby. So I'm not a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I am an elder. <laughs> you do have me by just a few years. I do. <laughs> yeah, I think I do think millennials, and I'm the first, as I said, to say it that they want to be spoon fed everything and just have have the success and, and post on Instagram how great their life <laughs> is, but forget that there's a lot of hard work that takes you know to get where you're at. I mean, everyone looks, I think, at, at the LKS life and is like, I want to be LKS and I want to do all the great things she's doing, and everyone forgets how much work you put in for the last 15 years. You can just go back and check the last you know first 17 episodes of this. And maybe- <laughs> Maybe find out what you did to get to that sure. point. But I think, you know, we have to work really hard. Um, and not to say it's all millennials. I don't put myself in that category. We have to work hard, get there. And it's it's also not every day is not perfect either. And it has to be, you know, we've got to work and you've just got to keep, oh God, I'm going to say the dreaded word hustle <laughs> to get there, uh, to do it. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, and, and, you know, I think about grit a lot of times because I feel like I I can't always pick it up when I'm initially interviewing someone or I'm initially talking to someone and I'm trying to figure out, like, is there a better way to test for grit, you know, before you bring someone onto a team or, you know, you invest in someone. And I don't know if, if there's an, a clean answer there, but if you're out there listening and you have a way to test for grit, please, you know, hit me up. But, <laughs> um, you know, I think, you know, some of the things I think about you know, I think athletes have a tendency to be more gritty naturally. Um, That doesn't mean if you weren't an athlete, you will not be gritty. So please don't interpret that as such. But, you know, I, I think oftentimes when I talk to athletes, you know, they just have this different 
competitive nature to them, this different hunt, this different, I call it like a prey drive. It's, it's this, you know, will to get things done and just get it, you know, finalized and finished and get an answer. And so I know you were an athlete. I was an athlete, you know, and I, I think, you know, there's just something that athletics sort of teaches you. What, I mean, do you agree with that? Or do you think I'm just sort of rambling and losing my mind that I think there's a theory that I've got here that athletes make really good entrepreneurs. No, I, I 100% agree. And I don't think it has to be I certainly wasn't an athlete to uh, your D1 athletics level <laughs> by any means. But I think anytime you have a drive to be competitive, it just makes you that one step further. You know, we were joking earlier that, you know, one of my first jobs was working in a legal department of my <laughs> university. And I always just wanted to improve and see if there was a more effective way to do things. So I secretly would like time myself sorting mail or stuffing envelopes. You know, if you have to find Pepe Silva and <laughs> deliver him his mail. And there is no Pepe Silva. Yeah, yeah you, you eventually find out that, that Pepe Silva doesn't exist. But you're just constantly, though, striving like, is there a more effective way to do this? Just like in athletics, like is, are you improving or not improving? And, and are you getting to the point, you know, of being the best at what you're at? So I think there is, there is something there. There was also a new study out by EY that, you know, women athletes make really great executives. So there's, that. there's something I think to, athletics and athletes all around. So whether it's entrepreneurs, leadership. Yeah. Well, I think because athletes, you know, in particular, anything that involves some sort of competitive nature, I mean, it doesn't have to be a contact sport. I mean, chess is equally as competitive. I mean, and you all watch like, King's Gambit. Right. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty intense and you have to be very thoughtful. And, you know, I think if we're, we're thinking about that, it sort of teaches us how to, you know, think a few steps ahead, think about how to get the answer, how to work around the roadblock. Okay, well, we need to score a goal or whatever it is that we need to do. Well, we, that is our objective. So how do we get to the answer? And I think that, you know, athletes and folks who are really competitive just have a stronger drive to do that. But it's those that drive, you know, when, <laughs> you know, if you're fundraising for your company or if you're raising a fund, if you've ever had the <laughs> joy of doing something like that, um, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of calls that you have to make sometimes. And, you know, you feel like you're running into a brick wall and smacking into it and sliding down sometimes hundreds of times. And, but I think the grittiest and the best of entrepreneurs learn from each and every call, hone the message, hone their craft. And then by the time they get to the back end of their list, who they actually didn't think would be the most, you know, likely candidates before you know it, they're just knocking them down and knocking them down and knocking them down because they've adapted and figured out, okay, how do I work around this situation to get to, you know, get these people to invest in my company or get these people to invest in my fund? You know, I've watched countless, you know, talented, talented folks who I can't actually name here because they're raising funds <laughs> themselves, but you know, they're, they're former athletes, some of them NBA stars, some of them, you know, um, international athletes who I just watch them with their pre-drive to figure out how to get their deals closed. And that is like none other that you see when you're kind of walking through some of that. So I think there really is just something to the grittiness of walking around every single roadblock, because let's be freaking clear, when you're starting something up, there's lots and lots of roadblocks, some of which you can predict, and some of which you simply cannot, 
see generally the last nine months of your life if you've been running a startup. But I mean, I think, you know, the, the more that you can figure out how do you work around those roadblocks and then how do you get those answers for yourself? Because every time you get that answer for yourself, you're getting smarter. And every time you're getting smarter, you're getting better. And every time you're getting better, you are getting farther. And it might not feel that way every single day. But if you can think about the compounding effects of working hard and being gritty every single day, I think that over time, you go from zero to, let's call it Shiro, (laughs) in no time, at least uh, in the grand scheme of things anyway. And then I think on the flip side of entrepreneurs who don't exhibit the grittiness, Mm. you know, I think we've, we've come across our fair share who, who fundraise and want us to hand them their investors yeah. and tell them who they should go ask for money. And, and that's not our job. People who are gritty, I tend to know that if they're coming to me for a question, have exhausted every single way to answer their question. And I'm not saying like, go beat your head against a wall to mm-hmm. try and do something, but like make effort to try and solve for X on your own and then come. Like, I will at least try to solve, like, a problem. I mean, there was something that was ridiculous at my old job that I did. It was totally my fault. Like, it may or may not have involved, like, accidentally throwing out a check. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you, I found it in the recycling bin. Could we have gotten the check reprinted? Sure have. But I wasn't about to call my boss that was on vacation. Um, (laughs) So, but I found it. And it was like, I was going to solve for X before I had to make a phone call. Right. And then told her three years later that that happened (laughs) no I mean you see that kind of stuff right like you solved for it and then there's other folks who say they want to be an entrepreneur or they want to be in BC or they want to do whatever but they don't want to put in the effort and they don't want to put in the time you know I recently had someone for example that I was working with and you know I said hey go go run this down figure out the answers to a and b and c and tell me what you come back with And instead of exhausting and turning over every stone before coming back to me, the person just came back to me and they said, oh, well, I, you know, I I can't get into A, B, and C, so I just don't know what to do. And the the answer was very simple. It's sort of like, hey, call this person and get the thing that you need and it will open all those doors that you're needing to get into. And then you'll have all the information. You can make whatever decision. You can come back and tell me the answer. Like that's the differential, right? Like the person who's willing to go, wait, I have these email contacts or these phone numbers or whatever, or I know how to use Google and I can look up these things instead of just coming back and looking for the easy answer. Like, you know, folks who are, you know, bringing you on and bringing you up and whether that's in a startup or on a fund or wherever, you know, your, your life is going to take you. They're asking you to go solve for things because they don't have the time or the bandwidth or whatever else is happening, right? So the last thing that you want to be doing is saying, hey, go solve my problem that you gave me. And and, and, because if you do that, even so much as one time without exhausting all the opportunities, you might as well just admit that you shot yourself in the foot and you're just not going to be gritty. And if you can't go and solve for these things that you say you want so bad, it tells me that you don't have the passion for it. And if you don't have the passion for it, God knows you're not going to drum up the grit to go solve some of these things. Because sometimes these roadblocks are a pain in the ass, let's be straight. And so if you're not passionate about it, like you said you were, you're definitely not going to be gritty about it. And if you're not going to be gritty about it, you're probably not a great fit for the thing that you're saying so much that you, in air quotes, want to be doing. Close quotes. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I definitely agree. Passion, I think, yeah, that equates your effort to it. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to be there the first part, you're definitely not going to put in effort. You're definitely not going to be gritty to try and Hell no. to do it. You're going to be the opposite of gritty. You're going to do what when my husband's like, hey, can you cut the lawn? I'm going to cut the lawn in the shittiest way imaginable <laughs> so I never again have to cut the lawn because I have zero passion <laughs> for cutting the lawn. <laughs> you'll find it you'll just hire yourself to do it That'll be well that's easy. what i did that's what i did that was how i solved my problem you I did said, get it solved though i did i said you know what i'm gonna do not cut my lawn and i'm gonna hire this man to cut my lawn yeah he's a very nice man <laughs> but i think you get more people to help you though along the way when they know you put in the effort to do it i think i knew so everyone listening Lindsay and i will age ourselves a bit have worked together now five years mm-hmm. at three point three years in at that point if Lindsay's phone rang you know at that point if you could get her in between a meeting if it was my name like would answer yeah. norm- normally it was something of oh god she probably can't solve something mm-hmm. <laughs> like it must be important That's so 100% true. you're far more willing to help people at least I am when I know they've at least put in like a modicum of effort to get there yeah so. and and truthfully I was far more willing to throw something over the fence at you because I knew and trusted implicitly that you could get the thing done yeah. Right, because I knew you were going to bird dog it and you were going to exhaust every single thing that could happen or need to happen in order to get the answer. And if you couldn't find the answer, then I knew either either A, was not an answer, or B, we got a freaking problem. We got to figure out how to find that answer. The limit does not exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, and those are the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with, not just, you know, being that person yourself, but having a team full of those because it's exhausting if you're the only person on your team who is that way. So that is why I'm grateful for you, Danielle. It did not come with a warning sign, but it certainly did. That is why I appreciate you because you're the grittiest bee that I know. (laughs) Well, I think that's why we work well together. We're both very gritty. That's true. That's true. So, you know, to, to kind of close it out and put this into a, you know, a pretty little box or a bow, you know, if you're going to think about, you know, what it is that you want to do and you declare to the world, hey, this is the thing that I want to do. You know, if that's true and you really are passionate about it, you will move mountains. You will, you know, drill a hole through a mountain. You will climb over the mountain to get the thing done, to solve for it, to get the answers that you need. That is grit. That is working hard to get, you know, to the place that you want to be. And it is hard work. You cannot skip the process. Okay. And if, if the thing that you want so bad is easy, wouldn't every single person do it? So enjoy the process, be gritty as all hell, grind it out and enjoy the rewards that are on the other side. So Danielle, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you. And uh, as always, uh, don't forget, don't just be bold, be gritty as fuck and be bolder. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at BeBolderCast or visit our blog at TheBolderLife.com. If you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693.